The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hey, AI Today listeners. Want to dive deeper and get resources to drive your AI efforts further? We've put together a carefully curated collection of resources and tools handcrafted for you, our listeners, to expand your knowledge, dive deeper into the world of AI, and provide you with the essential resources you need. From books and materials ranging from fundamentals of AI to deep dives on implementing AI projects to AI ethics, tools, software, checklists, and more, our resources page will help you on your AI journey whether you're just starting out or you're well on your way. Check it out at aitoday.live slash list. That's aitoday.live slash L-I-S-T. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Walsh. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. And, you know, we've been doing AI Today podcast for so long, uh, five, six years now, hundreds of episodes. You know, I've been sharing folks that, you know, we we have all these AI Today podcasts, of course, in this glossary series that we're doing right now, defining these key terms you need to know for AI, machine learning, and big data. I've talked about our interviews with AI thought leaders and practitioners and our CPMAI folks, folks who are implementing the cognitive project management for AI methodology, as well as our use case series and failure series. And I almost forgot that we have a whole series of podcasts on the automation to intelligence roadmap. You know, we've had a podcast, we just did a glossary series on automation and what it is all about, repetitive tasks. And we said automation is not intelligence, but of course people are trying to make their automation systems more intelligent. And we had these whole series of podcasts multiple podcasts where we talked about that journey, about going from automation to intelligence and the kinds of things that we need to do. So if you haven't listened to that series, you should listen to it. Go back and listen to those podcasts, as well as listen to, of course, the other glossary series and all those other things. But you know, here, as we're in this glossary series, we're explaining some more of the concepts around automation, and more specifically, these software automation concepts. Well, we've realized, hey, we already spent some time and detail going into them. So we're going to, we're going to, Definitely do a good job on this podcast explaining these concepts so that you have a fundamental knowledge so you can use them in your conversations and also know some of this, the word tricks that a lot of these vendors are playing with RPA. But then we know you're going to want to dive deeper. So we're going to make sure to link to this Automation to Intelligence Roadmap series and, of course, the other podcasts we've done on this topic as well. Exactly. Our AI glossary series is meant to just go over terms at a high level, uh, you know, key concepts and key terms related to AI, machine learning, and big data. So that in case it comes up in conversation, you've heard it before and at least have, you know, that high level understanding of what it is. But as Ron mentioned, we have an entire podcast series on automation to intelligence. We'll link to all of them in the show notes. We encourage you to go back and listen to any of them if you really want to dig deeper into these concepts. But on today's podcast, we're going to be presenting at a high level the term robotic process automation, also commonly uh, abbreviated to RPA, attended bots, unattended bots, low code, and no code. So we've had many podcasts on RPA robotic process automation, so we're not going to spend too much time on it. But basically, it's this idea that if you can automate hardware, then why can't you automate software? On our uh, robotic and robot, you know, collaborative robot and automation podcast, we had talked about robots and it's not just 
hardware bots, but it can be software bots. And so that's really what robotic process automation is. And it's about programming, right? It's about taking repetitive tasks and programming it so that a computer can do it. It's help. It, it really does help with this idea of the swivel chair integration. So where you're taking data from one system and maybe moving it to another, you can you can now use RPA to help do that. So it's repeating user interface tasks that are keyboard, clicking, swiping, those kind of things, and solves those problems of system-to-system -system integration. So you can think about RPA as an alternative solution to business process outsourcing and APIs. Right. Now, we mentioned that these are software bots performing repetitive tasks, and we mentioned that uh, you know you can program them, and certainly some of them you can, but a lot of these tools are also trying to minimize the amount of programming you do, because a lot of the people who are trying to use RPA tools, they're not sophisticated developers or programmers. Some of them are not even in that field at all. There may be sales and marketing people trying to automate some task, like moving things into one system or another, or maybe they're procurement people. You know, you think about it, and I think that's the power of RPA. The reason why it comes up so much is because people like the fact that we can use these tools to automate. Well, what are we automating exactly? And that's actually one of the reasons why RPA as an acronym, as a term, is actually kind of a problem because we're really not automating whole processes. Usually we're automating repetitive tasks. And even more specifically, we're automating what we usually call workflow, which is stuff that needs to happen, but you know, moving stuff from system to system. That's usually where we have the problems. It's not that we have a problem with our database. The problem is we need to get stuff from an email into our database, or we need to get something from our database and into another database, or maybe I have to query six different databases, right? And it's the reason why it's called swivel chairs, because we're like, you know, we're going from one system to another system. And it's annoying. It wastes time. It's full of errors. And why are humans even doing that anyway? So we talked about that when we talked about robotics. It's a great, a repetitive task is great for machines. So honestly, um, repetitive task automation is a better term. Workflow automation is a better term. Maybe even just software user interface automation is a good term. So one of the, the ways that we can use these bots, uh, the, so if you want to think of it in terms of user interface software bots, so let's take the robotic process part out of it. I think it's very confusing. It makes people feel like there's AI in there when there usually is not is we can use them to do things where they're operating side by side with us. So um, this is the idea of the attended bot. And the attended bot, basically, if I'm doing an operation and I need to pull things from multiple systems or get things from in and out, maybe I just click a button or something, and then this little bot goes out, does this little thing, and I can continue doing what I'm doing, and it comes back with the information I need. And there's a lot of use for these attended bots. They can assist with so-called front office tasks when I'm collaborating with employees and teams to do things, move stuff from system to system. Um, they could be triggered by either a person or maybe they're triggered by some action. Whenever I open something up, maybe it automatically gets triggered that way. But usually they're presenting information to people or getting information from people. So these attended RPA bots are really, they wait for activation by employees whenever something is needed. And they're very helpful. They're sort of like the software version of the collaborative bot, if you want to think of it that way, the software cobot, uh, if that's a helpful analogy. Exactly. So the, you know, we also have unattended bots, and this is really automating background processes. So it's software 
automation that operates in the background. And unattended RPA bots usually work independently. So we don't need that human to go in and kick it off. Um, And they're following a rules-based approach to completion. So if attended bots are working with the so-called front office tasks, unattended bots really help automate back office processes and at scale as well. So they operate on a preset schedule or as triggered by logic in the process flow. So we can say, all right, you know, at 4 a.m., go in and automatically do this, the unattended bot, every day, or if it's triggered in a step in the process. So you've set up your process, and maybe, you know, at a certain step, it goes in and does that once it hits it. So really, unattended bots just help automate background, uh, you know, in the background, it's the back office processes, and really at scale. Yep. And now, as we were mentioning, you know, a lot of the folks who need to work with and use these bots, they are not developers because if they were one, they would they would probably code <laughs> some solution to this problem. But also a lot of the problems themselves are not problems that developers would experience. I mean, a lot of the problems that we're talking about are experienced by people who are dealing with other people or so sales deals with other people, marketing deals with other people, customer support deals with other people, finance deals with other people and systems, not just people, but also other systems, you know, claims management. Those are the people that find one, the most benefit from these RPA systems, but also have to work with them every day. And as part of that, you know, they're also the ones who are building these processes. So there's two concepts that kind of come together. There's the idea of no code and low code. So I'm actually going to first start with no code because no code is sort of like the goal. The goal is we want people to be able to build these processes and systems that uh, you don't need coding to do. So platforms that allow non-developers and so-called citizen developers to build custom software applications without requiring any knowledge or ability or effort to code. So uh, this would be, for example, a lot of these RPA tools use screen recorders where they go, okay, record what you are doing, and then I will make it so that the system just repeats that over and over again. And if the thing that you're recording is easily repeatable, then that works. Now, in practice, the reason why I say this is a goal is in practice, you can't really always do it with no code. Sometimes there are differences. And how does the computer know that, okay, well, when you're on this system and you have this field, you may need to combine these things together. It's hard to do that without at least some coding. So low code, of course, is the slight step up from no code that allows non-developers, so it's still focused on non-developers and citizen developers, to build customer software applications with minimal coding. Now, minimal is uh, you know up for interpretation, but maybe it's uh, maybe it's flowcharts. So maybe you're not coding. Maybe it's like so-called pseudocode. Maybe I'm dragging and dropping things. Uh, maybe it's a like a simple scripting language that's not a coding language. Um, and you'll see some iterations and forms this. Now that's the reason why we talk about low code and no code along with RPA because these things go hand in hand because usually the same kinds of people that are doing it. And there's often a need to constantly update and reconfigure these things. And it's helpful to not have to code to do that. Exactly. And so that's why we presented all these together, as Ron mentioned, because they do present nicely and help you understand, if you hear these terms, kind of how they fit in with with each other. So again, that's what this glossary series is all about. We want to present these terms at a high level to help you understand what they mean and maybe how they can be applied in case you've never heard them before. So if you have not done so already, subscribe to AI Today. We have more in our glossary series and you'll get notified of all of those podcasts. 
But of course, understanding how to put, you know, understanding these terms at a high level is one thing, but understanding how to put them to pra- into practice is another. And we want you to be successful with your projects. We want you to, you know, not be one of those AI failure statistics and actually have your project go to completion, be used and be successful. So we're advocates of doing AI right, following best practices methodologies, including the cognitive project management for AI, CPM AI methodology. For our AI Today listeners, we've put together a free intro to CPM AI course so you can understand it at a high level and uh, you know, hopefully get the basic understanding of how to put it into practice. Go to aitoday.live slash cpmai so you can sign up for free for that course. But of course, if you'd like to learn more, get a more comprehensive understanding of CPMAI and get CPMAI certified, then go to Cognolitica.com slash CPMAI, where you can sign up for the training. And at the end, you will get your certification. Many of our podcast listeners have already become CPMAI certified. Some of you have reached out to us talking about how it's helped enhance your career, helped you better manage projects, talk to different team members. So uh, thank you for all of your positive comments. We really do love hearing from you. And I'll link to both of them in the show notes. So you can just click on the link and it'll take you to both the courses. Like this episode and want to hear more? With hundreds of episodes and over 3 million downloads, check out more AI Today podcasts at AIToday.live. Make sure to subscribe to AI Today if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, or your favorite podcast platform. Want to dive deeper and get resources to drive your AI efforts further? We've put together a carefully curated collection of resources and tools handcrafted for you, our listeners, to expand your knowledge, dive deeper into the world of AI, and provide you with the essential resources you need. Check it out at aitoday.live slash list. This sound recording and its contents are copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.